Let's make planning this year's garden a lot easier with the Planter app. This app is packed full of features. It has companion and combative planting, which are indicated by green and red circles. It has a simple drag and drop interface. It has 80 plus plants and thousands of varieties. All the info is needed to grow veggies, including when to start seeds, transplant and harvest, the ability to create custom plants and varieties, a growing guide with in-depth articles to supplement the quick info in the app, not to mention that you can view it and use it both on your PC and on your mobile device, so you can always be planning your garden on the go. This app is used in my garden year-round to plan the upcoming seasons, reference the last year's seasons so I know when to rotate, and it also helps me to learn more about companion planning using the visual cues. When you create your garden, it's going to be based on the dimensions and each block is going to be a square foot. I've had a lot of fun using this app and the Planter app, which is spelled P-L-A-N-T-E-R, is available in your app store on both Google and Apple. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and plan your garden and use the link below to get a discount on the Planter app. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. All right, let's say, Batavia, that you had an awesome tomato year and your determinant tomatoes just collapsed and they're done and now it's time to put something in. Um, what what do you think you should do? Do you think you should just leave it blank or do you think we should plant it? I'll- don't give me the Sunday school answer either. I'll tell you. <laughs> this is all I got. <laughs> I'll tell you what I should do, and then I'll tell you what I probably end up doing. Um, so what I should do is, what, what month is it? Uh, June. Oh, shoot. Okay, if it's June, you know, I'm putting another tomato in. No, if it's June, I am I'm going to put in a crop that is going to grow pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's actually quite a few things that you can put in quickly. So, um, and there, I've come to find out recently that there's something else that was really shocked me. So um, I'm I'm testing it out, but we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, this is one of those episodes where you're gonna want to use the Planter app. I mean, not just because they're a sponsor of the show, but it's really going to help you plan it out a little bit and visualize it. And then also, this is the part of the show where you can sign up for Patreon or Apple subscriptions and help support us. So there that is. But we're going to be, um, be talking about quick summer growers. And this does focus on summer. So it doesn't really work well for fall and stuff like that. Um, and mostly, I would say direct seeding, wouldn't you think? Well, it depends on if you are, you know, ABCing it. No, is it ABS? I'll always be sewing. Um, <laughs> if you are already doing that, which has continued to been some, it's a dream that's escaped me year over year. Um, then, then no, you take some of your transplants and plug them in. But if that's not the case, yeah, direct sewing, I think works. And I, I may challenge yeah, but- you here because I think when we came up with this concept, it's like, yeah, there are plenty of quick sew, quick uh, summer crops. But I, I may contest some of the ones you have. I already feel it. No. Yeah, and I think, you, you know, your ABS. ABSs. Your abs. A, I want to say ABCs, your abs, too. Yeah. Your abs. You know, if you get your abs going right, I think you are right. But something like, um, 
peppers. I don't think that really works very well no. for that, you know, because they just take mm-hmm. so damn long. So I think there are definitely some that we do need to judge about before we do it. And I mean, for me, I definitely have like a handful of seeds. and I'm like, okay, I can stick this in the ground. But there's also a handful that if I sow them ahead of time, then I know that I'm already, you know, they'll produce quicker. Yes, but I've already got that jump on it. So you kind of got to look into the looking glass a little bit. You know what I mean? The hard thing about um, about if this were June, which, you know, for me, I look at it like, oh, yeah, because I've planted a lot of stuff from the beginning in June, you know. If I were looking at it to say if it was July or August, then it becomes even more difficult because we still have a bit of summer left. Um, I I look at this and say it's just not about the calendar days. It's about now you're balanced with the too hot, you know, to for seed to germinate, depending on what it is. You know, yeah. um, generally you should be really sowing things in June that are summer crops, right? Like heat loving crops. Let's put that out there. That's going to be for most of us. Um, and then I've, I've tried this before though. I've tried it and it's becomes questionable about questionable about it getting to full size peppers. Definitely toss those, um, away though. Yeah. I've been out in the stores cause you know, I stay in the stores around this time of year, you know, gardens, you stay yeah, shopping, gardens, man. Nope, That's all nope. you do. Garden centers make me happy. So, you know, got some time to kill going to get some gas for the cheap. I may stop by and take a look. Um, and it's sometimes you get something on clearance, sometimes it's regular price, and you say, huh, maybe I want to add this thing to my garden. So if you're doing everything by seed, you may have a hard time buying transplants. But if you don't have a hard time buying transplants, this could be something that you pick up and say, hey, let me pop it in. The oregano that's right now growing for, I think this is the third year, is oregano that I bought mid-season from a, a small business garden center put into my garden midsummer and it's returned last year and this year. You know, that's good. Yeah. I'm on my third year with oregano and I've never harvested okay. it. There's that. You forget it? <laughs> I forget it's, it's there. It's an herb I use a lot dried and yep. Me too. <laughs> I forget it's there. I'm like, damn, I looked at it the other day. I was like, is that a weed? I sniffed it and I'm like, no, it's oregano. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, look, it's no secret. I like starting seeds and that's my game. Like I don't, I haven't bought a transplant now and hold your breath, everybody. Almost three years. Um, I'm going to take out the whole COVID seed, seedling bind from last year. That was extenuating circumstances. And the sweet potato starts. But, um, oh no, I, I started my sweet potatoes, but I also put some, I wanted to see the difference in how that they grew. That still counts though, dude. Like, you know. Yeah. All right, it counts. It counts. Never mind. I, I take I mean, it back. I get I'm it. You're talking about like 99.8% of the, the things in your yeah. garden. You start from seed. I'll go ahead. Yeah. Give you your credit. But, hey, Leonard, cue the clapping sound. Yay. <laughs> but that being said, I'm clearly not above buying a transplant. And I definitely think even folded into this conversation, whether you start your seeds or not, I think the transplant should be folded right into it because there is nothing wrong with saying, hey, I need something and I'm going to go get it and I'm going to throw this transplant in. And I mean, I think it's a great, you know, it's a it's a great use of that availability of a product because that's what it is. It's a product, whether we like it or not. So, um, you know. I, it's funny you brought up germination rates in summer Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I'm, 
starting my fall garden already. Um, I'm well, yeah, I am starting my fall garden because I want to really get this Brussels sprout thing under control. Like this is the year. This is the fourth year. So I um I went on and I picked up some hybrid seeds because I want to try and say like, hey, if I need to, you know, get it, if I want to get the best harvest, I'm going to make it easier for myself. There's earlier maturing varieties, all those different things. And so I know that I can get them in the ground about two months earlier, but I was looking to get them in the ground and I started looking at the germination for the temperatures because I don't want to start them inside. Long story short, I want to start them outside and I don't know if that's going to work for me and it's making me mad. <laughs> so, you know, the germination temperature really does make a big difference. Yeah, I, I think stop fighting it. There's no fight here. Start them inside. Hard no, stop. Don't tell me what to Hard do. Hard stop. I'm an independent man. I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. And, and what's, I'm, I'm going to be How many me. years without... Uh, a, a bounty of Brussels sprouts at yeah, one more look, year. And oh, I, why you got this? I'm just saying. You know, I'm always. <laughs> I, I try to be the face. optimist when it comes to gardening, but it ain't gonna work, right? You know. So I have stumbled into it, though. I have tried to do things like start Brussels sprouts from seed now, like now right? You know, and, and it 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 took. I didn't quite get it why it wasn't working until I learned how, you know, heat impacts things. Um, I'm actually, I had some volunteer uh, mustard seeds, which, you know, these are things that germinate pretty quickly, all things considered, you know, and I've been watching them and I'm like, they're not, it's not enough to like make a pot, cook a pot of mustards, but they're small enough where I could really enjoy them fresh, I believe, because they're, at this point, they're mild. They're not spicy, right? Yeah, I was pausing like, wait, are they mustards or are they turnips? No, they're mustards. And so it happens overnight. Literally yesterday's morning garden walk looked great. Today, Bolt City. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know so um, yeah, things I wouldn't sow that aren't easy, you know, summer, quick so- summer crops would be mustards because they're not a summer crop. But anywho, I, I think um, your best shot in all seriousness is starting them indoors to control the temp it's probably going to be cooler in your house this winter you know six seven weeks of it summer excuse me yes this summer six seven weeks of it um because you're not going to put them in the ground until what august september july yeah july so and and that's one of the things that i want to see so i'm probably going to do a little bit of both i'm probably going to start a little bit outside a little bit inside see what happens um, and I'm not going to direct sow them. I'm going to do them, you know, keep them cool, keep them in the shade as long as possible, all that good stuff, at least to get germination going. But um, that's stuff that you have to factor in to all of this. You know what I mean? And that's because we're coming up now where we're about to harvest our potatoes and onions and we're going to have three beds totally empty. So the question becomes what goes in those beds? And uh, my son is one of them is his potato bed. And I said, look, you can plant within reason, whatever you want. And I gave him the option of carrots. And he's like, I want to grow carrots. So I'm like, I don't know. So we've had a cool spring. And if we can keep it cool long enough to get them to germinate, we should be okay. But you can't start those inside and then transplant them. You know what I mean? So it's going to be a little bit of a question mark. But um, stuff like squash, for instance, I think that's a great one. And I think 
I can. I, you actually, I'm not even gonna think. You want me to give you the trick behind squash? Sure. Damn, that eye roll was was hard. I bet y'all heard that. Yeah, we're not on video. So, it's, <laughs> as soon as I start seeing them produce, I, I start planning my second round. So, you know, that way they'll let them finish out, let them get cut down and eaten and all that good stuff. And then we can start plopping them back in. And I think you can even direct sew them. That's not a big deal, but... We have that time now where we know we have about a month before the squash vine borer is going to crush them. So that whole time we can continue growing them out. So, I mean, it's like you said, you could direct sow them or you could be always be sowing them and you work out pretty well for that. Yeah. I mean, generally I agree. I've just had the last four years, such mixed results. Like you come from again, summer squash is what you're referring to. Um, versus winter squash. And I agree. They're some of the quickest to germinate. Um, and you know, they start to get big pretty quickly, but you kind of have to get a lot of things right. And a lot, it's probably overstating it, but I've tucked in, (laughs) stay tuned for that. Uh, I tucked in some, um, squash seeds before, and they just weren't in the optimal place for growing. So you combine that with, you know, perhaps the, um, you know, the salt of the squash vine bore and it becomes a womp womp moment, you know? Yeah. So again, generally I think it's a quick growing crop. If you're in June, absolutely. You know, um, it's a great one to, to get in there. And I'd probably say, I'd probably lean on direct sowing for those because it's so quick. You just don't want to have a whole tray of, of squash transplants that you're not going to have space for or end up planting. So yeah, this was the first year I started them and transplanted them in a really long time. And um, they definitely, they, they started early. And I remember we were having a conversation like those things are going to grow outgrow the pot quick. And they mm-hmm. didn't. And I was surprised because I was anticipating the same thing. I was anticipating like quick, quick, mm-hmm. quick. But then they kind of like came up and then they stopped. Yeah. And so I withheld the feeding on them to kind of keep them small. And now I've got a full squash bed. So... It kind of it ended up working out, but I'm with. I've always been on the side of like it likes to be. It doesn't like to be transplanted, so just try to direct sow it. But last year, I may have direct sowed it early or a transplanted one of the two, which I know doesn't really help. But I remember getting zucchini before the squash vine borer mm-hmm. came and attacked. So that was like my whole goal was like get them producing. And then when they get attacked, at least I've already gotten a harvest. And cause you know, that borer lasts a certain amount of time. And when it's gone, it's gone for the most part. So it kind of helped, but I think I'm going to do that again. I've got a couple trays that I'm just going to fill up and just see what mm-hmm. happens. You know what I mean? And who knows, I may have enough squash and stuff. Where I'm like, you know what? I don't even want to grow it, which kind of leaves me down another path. But We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, I think I I believe my garden plan has me putting squash behind my um, broccoli harvest, which puts broccoli coming out of the garden like in June, some like maybe mid June or something. And so it's kind of the period we're talking about. Um, and that's still plenty of time for me. If if the plant stays alive, it's plenty of time for me to produce now that I say it yeah. out loud, I probably want to come in with transplants with that versus um, sowing a seed, you know, because again, the 
I have plenty of time, but that's assuming everything goes right. You know, that there's no germination failure. There's no eating of the, the new seedling that emerges. Yep. You have a better chance of that seedling not being eaten up if you're transplanting it in versus it popping up out of the ground, at least from my experience. Um, well, see, and that's the whole thing, too, is you've eliminated, like, how many times have you done something in the roly-polies of, like, eating the seedling, and you're like, damn, that was a week wasted. And then you do it again, and something else happens, or you get a heavy rain, and, you know, by the time you... I've had it where it's been, like, a month later, and I could have had a transplant in the ground. I, um... We were talking before we, we hit record, and I think a... A goal, maybe not 2023 goal, but a goal of mine was to, for these summer plants, my okra, my cucumbers, my squash, to start them from seed versus direct sowing. Because these are, I've had success in both places. And last year I opted to direct sow these crops instead of, because they're quick growing crops. Did I give away the whole episode? Right. So they're quick growing crops, you know, at least from a seed to to, um, seedling perspective. Um, and it was very easy to get distracted. So I direct sowed them last year and you look up and it's like, oh shoot, that thing has been eaten up or that never popped up, you know? And so it's not a day later from when I expected it to pop up. It's like 10 or 12 or 15 days later. So now I'm getting fur. Now I'm in July, you know? And most times you come back and do the same thing a second time. And then if that second time fails, which was the experience, then what? Um, so again, to have a, a um, transplant sitting on standby, um, I think the only thing uh, for sure for um, eh, squash is so easy to save seed from once you have a successful year of, of growing it. Um, okra is probably more on the expensive side, you know, for purchasing seeds. Uh, I'm just trying to think about yeah, but how easy can it be to get a damn okra seed? I well, mean, no, my season doesn't go long enough. Um, for the okra seed to mature on the pod, then dry out to save the seeds. That's what a, a trouble I've had with it. Really? Yeah, the, uh, by the time winter hits and the plants start to get killed off, the seed hasn't matured. Well, I'll hook you up this year because I got plenty. I promise you, promise. Um, yeah, I do promise. I need to like, I need to like hook myself up to a shock collar, and if it gets to that date where I don't send it, I get shocked. <laughs> I like it. That's what I need. I like it a lot. But I mean, like, what I'll do is. And I mean, now we're kind of getting all over the place, but for okra in particular, like at, towards the end of the season, whenever I'm like, oh, I missed that one. Th- those are the ones that I'll just go ahead and start leaving them on there and letting them harden, you know, maturing all the way, I guess is the word to use. But okra is a really good one, though, because I had the same experience last year. Like it germinates mm-hmm. fast if it's warm out. And it grows fairly mm-hmm. quickly, especially if you don't have like um, like one year I grew green velvet okra got like 10 feet tall um and this year i'm growing that cajun jewel and it's a smaller okra and it's producing on a very small plant already like all of them are starting to produce so i think it you know we have to you know this has been kind of a i don't want to say a downfall of our show but we don't focus a lot on variety different varieties and the benefits of them but these smaller okra the shorter okras they i mean it's quick you know, I'm, I'm a month in from a transplant. Let me say that. And I'm already, I already have an okra on every plant in the greenhouse. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that being said, like there's, and it, 
starting them by seed. I mean, the seed's giant, yeah, yeah. so it's not rocket science to put it in. But last year, I had the same experience. I put it in the ground, and I just forgot about it. You know, I, and it, I came back, and the ants were all over it, and you know, it's just I, so I didn't even grow okra last yeah, year. Yeah, okra, okra, so, and squash are probably not Oprah. She ain't planting your garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Not right? Oprah. She ain't planting Baby, your garden. Baby, if, if, I wouldn't even. <laughs> just give me a corner of the orchard that she's growing in. Uh, so, I okra and squash, kind of off the top of my head, are probably two of the plants that are always considered prolific, but are either a really big success in my garden or not. Isn't that you crazy? Know? And I haven't stopped long enough. I love okra. You know, you know how I feel. I can, you know, I'm starting to just begrudge um, squash, summer squash. And it's not fair. It's not its fault. You know, it's like, you know, <laughs> um, I, I don't like you because you're weak and you let the squash vine bore, you know, push you around. So, um, yeah, but they're both prolific. Um, I went years and years of having great success with them and then not. You know, and it's frustrating yep. because by the time I realize I'm not, you know, it's like I, I got to move on. Late. There's not there's not the bounce back for okra, maybe for squash, but definitely not for okra in my mind. Um, one more quick comment. It's off the topic of quick um, summer crops, kind of. But I know we say this a lot about beans, like, you know, you need to harvest your beans once you start to let beans get too big on the vine. That signals to the plant that, you know, you're done. And so I, I don't I've not grown beans consistently enough to be able to to, you know, 100 percent agree with that. But okra is absolutely that in my experience. Once you start. Yeah. So when you say, you know, let it get old, like unless you have more than one plant, that could be to your detriment. Um, once you start missing those you're going to start missing the rest of them too. You know, the plant yeah. definitely as big as it is. It's like, I'm folding it's folding its arms, taking his, you know, ball and going home. Well, this is what makes summer gardening so difficult too, is there's so many crops that take daily maintenance mm-hmm. and harvest. And I don't think that the green beans are as bad about that. Like cucumbers are notoriously bad. Like you let one cucumber go, the plants basically like, all right, we're done. And it's funny, you thought you were getting off subject, but that's exactly where I wanted to go because we do the same work. Well, we don't do. We're going to start doing the same thing because I've noticed that as we're going to start another. Now our cucumbers are starting to stretch. Mm -hmm. Once we start getting cucumbers, we're actually going to start some more in some pots. So when that inevitably does happen, we can switch out the plants as needed and then have some more to plop into its place. So, I mean, we may have, I mean, because... What you buy a pack of seeds? I mean, high end. I think um, Johnny's seeds is five fifty a pack, right? They're they're the like the, some of the more expensive mm-hmm. places I've mm-hmm. seen. You're not going to use the whole pack, generally speaking. So grab an extra seed, yeah. you know. And if you've let a cucumber go to the point where it's starting to yellow or something, then you've got more seeds yep. to save, you know. And actually, before you say anything else. Um, I do want to take one small break and say something. We have Spotify has now introduced an interactive thing where you can ask us questions. And clearly they have only done it one way. So we can't answer you back on there. So if you leave a question, we're going to leave it back on here. 
the answer and somebody asked a question about where to get seeds for your mango melons oh yeah and they asked if uh, burpee or baker creek seeds if you get them please so, send them to me no uh, it's um burpee is the only place i've seen them i've seen them one year in stores and then i found them online they're like six dollars a package online and this is again it's right. more than you probably asked and i just have a hard time with paying shipping fees so there's not a yeah. lot more that I want to order from Burpee online. Um, so I've, I've been balancing, like it's been in my cart for like two years. <laughs> um, now I saved a lot of the seeds that first year that had the beautiful results, but I don't feel like I've had the best experience using those saved seeds. It's a whole different conversation, but yeah, Burpee, I've not seen them on Baker Creek. Not, I don't know that I've seen them on there. I've checked though, but I will say this. I, as a gardener, don't recommend Baker's Creek. So there's that. So that's the whole thing. But I know that Batavia have bought hers from Burpee. So there's the answer to your question. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it just like clicked in my mind because we were talking about yeah, seeds. I mean, you're and directing the show. The you can fit in the question anytime you want. I mean, maybe not. Well, I tried to get it at the beginning, but I got yeah, wrapped maybe up. Maybe not mid-sentence, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> still, Sometimes it's got to still come out. the best melon that I've had hard stop well well yeah in the u.s yeah so the whole thing was with the cucumbers and they were aging and stuff like that like we will have some more in line if they don't work out whatever we'll compost them if we don't need them but at least we'll have some in line because last year the pickle worm got us two years in a row and it was just a sad day for us so we kind of want to make sure we haven't had a fresh cucumber in two years from our garden. So um, we got to yeah, change I'm sorry that. to go back to this, um, but I don't want to mislead okay. this person. If you're looking at the melon, comma, mango, vine, peach on um, Baker Creek, that's not the thing I was growing. Look it up. Ma- look up mango melon on um, Burpee and you'll see the difference in what the fruit looks like. The one on Baker's Creek looks more like a lime or something, or maybe like a lemon cucumber. Not the same thing. Um, now, since we're talking about melons, do you think it's those are quick growers, quick enough to put in in June? In June, yeah. You think yeah, so? Yeah, I think, but it, it's, it has to, like, in June, it has to germinate that first time, right? You know, you have to have another 100 days, you know, maybe... Yeah, 100 days of, of pretty hot weather. Um, the issue is all the growing it's going to do, and then is the, the melon going to ripen? That's the thing that I face all the time. Um, but my weather yeah. isn't always hot enough early enough, earlier than that, for them to do any real growing. You know, so I'll put drop some seeds, you know, in May, and we'll see what happens with them. I do want to comment on um, seeds in general. And a lot of you all, sometimes it's what's understood. It doesn't need to be said, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, absolutely keep seed age in mind when you're going in and saying, okay, it's, it's later in the season. I'm going to, whether you're direct sowing or starting indoors um, or just starting in seed sales or whatever have you, seed blocks. Um, s- Y'all... 
Batavia's on fire today. Go hey, ahead. This is, I mean, listen, I told you I was having a good good day. You're feeding me. Yeah. I love it. You're feeding me. I was on a call me. for work, my other work this morning. And as they closed the call out, the, the client said, all right, let's call like 10 people. Like, you know, Batavia's the only one smiling. And I was just like, I'm in such a great mood. I had one of those like <laughs> euphoric moments in the garden this morning before I started, you know, the nine to five. And so I'm still feeding off of that. And I had the gr- yeah. best burrito for lunch. But anyway, um, I had been hearing people say, oh, I had the hardest time starting celery from seed. This is not a summer crop, but take the story. Uh, Starting celery from seed. And I'm all like, you know, I'm always cautious. I'm all like, I've never had a trouble with it. It's been, you know, three years that I've been able to grow it successfully. And this year, guess what comes? Trouble. You know, I started (laughs) celery like three or four times indoors. um, And I just barely am getting true leaves on the third attempt. And it took me the first two times to realize what was going wrong. It was a, a myriad of things. Like I knocked over the seed sales accidentally. So things were like kind of buried. But I realized, oh, I had these older uh, celery seeds. And then I had a new pack. And so I said, let me try those. And those, they take a long time to germinate. Sometimes, you know, 14, 20 days. But those consistently germinated. So I say that to say, if you feel like you're running up against the clock, you're in June or July and you're trying to sneak something in, this is going back to your point, Ben, on the, you know, drop a couple of seeds there. But also realize, you know, some things have a a shelf life when it comes to seeds as far as one to one ratio of seed sowing and germination. You know, I hate using seed, period. Yeah, well, so that's what I was going to say. That's why I said you just keep feeding me because it's like, don't be stingy. Drop them seeds and drop them heavy because, I mean, look, if, especially if you're growing like an heirloom variety, you know, you can get more seed of, from that plant. Like you're going to get more seed, especially in the summertime. Like things are notoriously easier to get mm-hmm. seeds from. But if like if I'm putting in, if I'm starting something from seed and I'm like, man, these seeds are kind of old. Dude, I'll put five, six, seven, eight seeds in and like, look, I'll just thin them out because what am I going to do? Am I going to throw them out? But if I feel like they're not overly old, then I will do it. Like I just put some seeds in the other day. They were five years old. I put 15 seeds in the hole. Two of them popped up, you know, so I was able to get that. Now I will be able to save that seed moving forward. But don't be stingy with that seed. I mean, I mean, and plus the way I look at it, too, is, I mean, look, let's be honest, everybody. Buying seeds is an addiction. Yeah, that too. Okay. It's part of the dream. It's part of everything. So go ahead and use them up. So when you go buy them, you just don't have like this whole collection of seeds that you're like, well, I'll get to them one day. And you never do. I mean, let's just get them out of there. Yeah, that's the um, that's the trap. I, you know, there's um, this concept off topic, but um when you we've been yeah, off topic. when you stop chemically treating your hair it's um it's been referred to as going natural right you know so i had a chemical relaxer you know from my young adolescent years up until probably i don't know maybe i was in my late 20s and so when i stopped using it you know my natural natural hair texture comes back but then it's like i'm 30 years old i've been managing my hair for more than half of my life now what do i do with it and so um you're 30 years old now if if we want to lie to the people, sure. You know, I'm going back a, a few months. When I was 30 years old, a few months ago. Um, so there's this uh, this product junkie is is what the phrase is. So you're buying all of these things, trying to figure out what works best, and it becomes expensive. So now yeah. you transfer back to 
maybe 15 years later. Um, (laughs) So I'm looking back on like when I started. So I started buying seeds very casually, like in 2016, 2017. But when it all in like 2019, all in. And so every year after that, it was like, oh, I'm going to buy this package and this package and this package without the kind of with the understanding that seeds don't last forever, but with the high hopes of I was going to grow so many things. And so now I'm at the point where I'm looking and saying, yeah, so the seed packet that's labeled 2017 doesn't mean that it won't work. They won't germinate, but it's not going to germinate at the rate that same type of plant would germinate at, you know, if the seeds were from 2023. You know, of course, there are a couple of things that just don't, you know, onion seeds are a good example that's just not going to fly. But anywho, um, yeah, don't be stingy. And, three words yeah so do you think tomatoes are a quick growing crop so um i just did some propagating of Mm -hmm. tomatoes i got full roots in one week Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. off of a sucker so that was very eye-opening to me when i did it i um i went out there i started them and I expected a couple of weeks before I got some like decent roots and I pulled them up a week later and I was, I was shocked. I was like, Whoa, that was a lot faster than I had anticipated. So I'm starting to think that you have to factor in the propagation as well, because you're already starting out with a plant. So it doesn't have to really do anything. So you can kind of see how we're going here. Like I think that that, I think tomatoes could be a viable option, but you got to keep in mind your climate. And if you're not warm enough, long enough into the fall, then it's just a waste of time. But I think like, especially in June, you could, there's a good possibility, especially if you're in like my area, which I'm in zone 8A in North Carolina, you could, um, you could start them early June and get some, you know, start to get a fall harvest by fall, which would be like late October. I'm looking back to there was a um, last. I mean, it this it sounds good, right? Like the only thing that you can be sure of for a quick summer crop is something that produces greens for you to eat, and a lot of the things that yeah. you know you produce that produce greens aren't summer crops, right? You know, so I was looking back, and if I can find it, I'll tell you the the dates. But sometime last summer, I dug up a volunteer tomato plant, you know, a seed had been dropped by someone or something and it was growing in between my deck and my, you know, concrete that's right off the deck. And so I dug it up carefully. Everything was intact and I planted it out and it sounds good. Like it survived the transplant. You know, it started to get some, some height and some girth to it. Um, And then it just ran out of time for the season, you know? So, you know, those are the hard bits. And again, if I find the dates on this, I kind of know if I don't, which I'm glad you brought this up because I forgot about this. And when we were talking under your video, under Sandy bottom homestead, um, about a second round of tomatoes. And I said, I was thinking about putting some in after my garlic. Now I have evidence right through what I captured last year, two things that, need to be considered. What date did I try that last year? And I know the result. It was in the best space in my garden. It's going to be in the sunniest space, you know, so it had the best chance. And when I plan on pulling out my garlic, is that before that date and how much, you know, before it? 
Yeah. So no, I'm going to say no to tomatoes for the general population. Your caveat of how many more hot, hot days you have is absolutely critical. If you're in California, yeah, you're fine. You know, <laughs> propagate away. Yeah. I mean, there's always outliers and everything, but I think, you know, one other thing that I did this year is I planted um, a geranium kiss dwarf tomato and um, <clears throat> it's supposedly, I don't know yet, but it supposedly lets out regular sized tomatoes on a dwarf plant mm-hmm. and um i have all kinds of tomatoes planted right now but that specific plant is not growing any taller but it is loaded with flowers and the other ones like um i've growing that one better boy i've got some honest abes um what what's the other one i have oh and then even the cherry tomato they don't have as many flowers as these dwarf plants do and so that goes back to the okra where I'm starting to think like, hey, maybe when I look into my plans next year, and I mean, if for any time, start thinking about like, hey, this one's going to be smaller. The plant grows smaller, so it doesn't take as much energy to get it up there. So then it can focus on creating fruits. That's what I'm starting to think about. I don't know if that's going to be the case or not, but it seems to make sense because I know it happens. It works with a lot of different plants like bush beans, for example. You know, this same thing. They produce way faster than your pole beans do. Same bean, just different growth. It's a longer trip for them, you know, so when it it is a longer trip. I like that. It's a long highway up there to the top. <laughs> um, I'm glad you brought it back, though. Um, uh, bush beans, I know that you've sworn off them, returned to them, sworn them off again. Um, but I think that that's a good kind of um, quick crop if you're going to talk about like diversifying what you're growing. Um, go back to the top with peppers. I still agree that they're not the best candidate for this. Um, but if you insist if you absolutely have to give it a try um think about a pepper that's going to produce a smaller a plant that's going to produce a smaller pepper you know so snack peppers yeah you know um if you're buying a transplant you know like a a hot pepper that's already you know the plants already of size because some of the hots take a while to grow i mean again you're at this point you shouldn't really be thinking about starting them from seed in most places um don't throw a full-size bell pepper yeah, out no. there and expect to get bell peppers. It doesn't work that's that not, way. It's not how this works. It's not how any of this works. So the cool thing about um, my capturing, uh, I don't know how much I have, like 60 gigabytes of space between my garden stuff, videos, and phones. It was August the 12th. So my average first frost date is November the 1st. I know historically October is could be pretty cool. We'll have October is more like, you know, April as it relates to weather. You're going to get some hot days, but you're going to get a lot of cool days. Um, so I basically put this into this transplant with, I don't know, maybe it's about a foot tall into a garden bed on August the 12th. So had I planted this out July the 12th, I may have had a better shot. August is too late. That's my lesson. Yeah, I put mine in in July last year and I got, I just started to get tomatoes and we got that hard freeze, that early freeze. So um, that's why like when our onions are done, which are almost done, we're like, we need to have something ready to go in, add another month on to that. And we should, especially because we're doing determinant tomatoes, we should be on top of that and be able to actually 
get that harvest. I mean, I went out, it was raining green tomatoes last year. It was dropping left and right. So, um, but I think you're, you know, and, and it's just, I started it last year. I didn't know. And then I moved on. And this year I know a little bit more next year. I'll know even a little bit more than that. Uh, I really did not want to start any from seed though. That's not really my game. Starting the tomatoes from seed. That's not really my game for, um, like a second planting, or anything like that. It's just it's too much work. I mean, you're fast tracking it, right? You're and you already know that you have it's a clone of a plant. So I get it. I mean, again, your bag is starting things from seed, but I can see why not. Again, use the sucker. You have at that point, plants are all <clears> still healthy, you know. So it makes sense. I saw the yeah. video where you did that. So I think it makes sense. I'm not terribly surprised about the you planted it in soil. You didn't use water, right? No, nope. actually, I am surprised. I use soggy yeah, soil. Yeah, I'm surprised then that it uh, rooted that quickly. It's a beautiful yeah, thing. You'll see in a video coming up where I tested it out and I was shocked. But yeah, I, I just stick it in soil and then stick the soil in water, and it stays saturated, and it's worked for me every time. But um, yeah, you know, and, and I, I like starting seeds, but I really like propagating plants. That's like my yeah. jam. So we do a lot of propagation. I got a bunch of stuff going right now. I need to do more. Um. But back to quick growers. So bush beans. So this year I'm doing bush lima beans. So because we wanted to grow lima beans, but we didn't want to dedicate a trellis to them. And so I kind of dug around a little bit and I found a bush variety of it. So I figured why not give that a shot and see how that goes. So that may work out for us. We're not huge lima bean fans, but it's nice to have them on deck. You know what I mean? So throw them into the mixture here you're new here and welcome if you've been here before you may have heard this i can't say for certain if i've expressed this but i am a bean lover right you know so if you've been around you know how i felt about potatoes you know tomatoes are my thing but beans i get down with now i don't grow a lot of like you know um beans that you're basically growing to to eat as um what do you call it dry beans um just from a space perspective. Um, but that's the setup to say, I'm going to go ahead and pass on all things lima bean. <laughs> so, yeah. I love the concept of a, um, a bush variety though. I'm uber curious around it because a lot of yeah. the time that it takes to get to the point of harvesting, you know, dried beans is all again, that long road they have to travel before they start producing um, and then ultimately drying. So I'll look forward to an update on that. Yeah, I mean, we just decided, and I kind of, I did a little bit of that this year where I was just looking into different varieties and just started thinking like, if I'm, you know, if I need something to put in, what can I use? What can be quick producer? And you know, I mean, look, we like zucchini, we like squash and all that stuff, but ultimately there's just not but so much of that stuff you can have, you know what I mean? Where you're just like, ugh, I got to eat it again. You know what I mean? Like, I got to a point where I was like, if I see another head of lettuce, I'm going to die. <laughs> you know, we had just eaten enough lettuce to like, to, you know, we were good. And same, you know, we do this every year. So it's like getting that little bit of diversity in there, but also being able to plant enough to make it worth our while. Because that's really how I, I look at it is like, if I have to shell these beans, I would rather shell 10,000 beans than 50. <laughs> 
because then I'm going to have a whole bunch afterwards <laughs> instead of just be like, well, here's your yeah. one meal. Glad yeah. we did it. You know what I mean? That's kind of how I look at it. Yeah, I, I, I get so, it. I get it. But yeah. Yeah. Quick summering. Quick summing. Quick summer growing crops. I mean, I kind of feel like that rounds out the list for the most part. Did, Can you think of anything we left did we out? Did explicitly say um, cucumbers? No. Um, well, I, they're on my we list. We did not say they are. They're on your mm, list? They're on my list. Yeah, I think they would be... They're only on my list if I start them to transplant mm. them. That's the only way I'll keep them on my list. So... Other than that, I can't think of anything else. I mean, I would love for a lot of other things to be quick growers, but so much stuff takes 100 days, man. And once you get into June, I mean, you know, once you get into July, you're like, this is what I got yeah. for the most part. There's still some of these things you can stick in, but your you're running, their list starts dwindling down very quickly. Yeah, and it's, it's wild because we're at the height of summer at that point. So it just logically yeah. doesn't seem to track. And again, there obviously there are people that have still super hot Septembers and Octobers and Novembers, like super hot months. And these aren't the folks we're talking to, you know, so it, you're still, I mean, you have such a long period to grow so many different things. I actually wish, I don't think I have any evidence of it, like through posts or pictures or anything, but I always kind of say, oh, I've planted my garden in July, which I absolutely have, but I don't remember how much I, how many tomatoes I harvested that year. You know, yeah. like how many green tomatoes that I took off the plant, you know, and I wish I could point back to that, you know, as a reference. I may end up having the experience this year just based on what we were just talking about when it comes to trying to put um, a tomato plant in after my garlic. There's something that tells me that it still may be too late. Um, so even with going with a de- determinate variety, but it can be pretty cool um, as a test. Right. But part of this is what we're doing. Quick for you, you, young Ben, is different than quick for me. Yeah, and it's different for everybody. Everybody that lives all over the country, it's different. So um, all over the world, you know, f- all over the world for that matter. Yeah, we are worldwide. So the one thing that I do think about a lot is, um, I don't typically try to squeeze anything in after June twenty first, hmm. because June twenty first is the most sun you're going to get all year long, hands down. That is the day where the sun's the highest, it's up the longest in our hemisphere. So that being said, I don't focus on that, you know, anything after that date, you're kind of fighting an uphill battle. So I really try to get stuff like, especially things that you're kind of pushing the envelope with in a couple of weeks before so that they can work with that those long summer days. Because, you know, once that sun starts going down, you start losing. As we get past the 21st, you start losing more and more daylight every day. And then it picks up towards the fall. So we have to keep that in mind, too. And I know that's the unsexy subject about gardening. You see it all over my face, that's the truth of them. Yeah. Because, I mean, I really do. And this year, I've been, I've been thinking hard about it. It's like the 21st of June. Get it in the ground before then, because after that, you I, you really need to start thinking about after that, you need to start thinking about fall because that's kind of the way it starts to work. If if you, depending on where you live, either starting your seeds, pre-planning for it or something like that, especially if you want to get a continuous harvest out of your garden past the season. Pardon me. Good night. I think I'm wear, wearing down here. Um, it's, you're not bringing sexy back. 
by wrapping up with that. Um, but you have me looking at my calendar and we're recording, you know, a couple of weeks before you'll hear this. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I got to get out here. My window is, is closing. Um, it's mm-hmm. not a summer crop, but you planted in the summer um, butternut squash. For me, remember that year I planted it on June 21st and I couldn't get a ripe squash off the plant. I ran out of time, yeah. you know, so I, I I like to have like, you know, plant this on Easter Day, wait until after Mother's Day, like those kind of things. You know, there's something that's reminiscent around the days of old and nostalgic about it. Um, and I didn't like to hear like June 21st because that I'm still like, you know, putting dirt in containers you know, at that time. You yeah. know, but um, but I, I believe that there is it's a good guide. Right. You know, and some people just a few weeks later are planting things for their fall garden, you know, so there's something to be said there. Yeah. And I mean, that's me. I mean, I plan to be putting in my Brussels sprouts, you know, around July 4th, mm-hmm. roughly, is when I plan to put them in the ground. So, you know, we can still capitalize on a lot of that sun, but just know that it is going to be getting less and less of it. And at that point, you're kind of, you're running out of steam at that point, yeah. you know? You know, we'll talk about so in the next kind of the garden one. update some of the the concessions that I've I've, I've made this year, um, and I'm proud of myself. You know, it's just one of those moments of pat myself on the back for the thing that I botched. You know, and come up came up with some workaround for. Um, but remind me around that June 21st date and the you know kind of move ahead. You got to let go of what didn't get done, and now we're talking another season. You have another opportunity. Um, I want to share some some things with you. Yeah, I will. I will try to remind you, Leonard. Put it on the schedule. <laughs> all right. So if you all don't hear it in the those that are, are listening to the garden updates over your over on Patreon or Apple Podcast, the subscription. If you don't hear it, remind us because clearly Leonard isn't. No. Yeah. Remind us for sure. So. But yeah, we'll talk about it. But I mean, just keep all those dates in mind. And I mean, just to run down the list real quick, cucumbers, squash, melons, if you're early enough, um, okra, if you can, just pay attention to it, uh, bush beans and peas and stuff like that. Anything that grows shorter, I would say, mm-hmm. give it a shot. And also what I will close with is don't be scared to try mm-hmm. something either. Give it a shot. You know, it's so what? Look. You're hearing this from a man that's on his fourth year trying to grow Brussels sprouts, okay? I don't even want to hear it. You can do it. But uh, check us out on Patreon, Apple subscriptions, and come join the back the BYG Community Gardens on Facebook. We would love to see your gardens over there and get the planter app so you can plan all of this out good. And until next time, we're going to continue to learn to grow and grow for change. See ya. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya.
If you guys want some backyard gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck. We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners.